Hey guys, welcome back. It's Kathleen and this is This Insecure Life. Uh, I've been pretty good at getting these out early mornings on Wednesdays, but I think I'm going to just give myself space over the next little while to get them out whenever on a Wednesday. Um, I am really happy that I changed from Fridays to Wednesdays. It makes my life easier. I feel like there isn't a lot of content that comes out on Wednesdays, so you're not oversaturated. Um, I like things to be really even in my podcast life, and there's like heavy days, and then there's like really slow days, so if you regularly listen, um, hopefully this fits into your schedule nicely. Uh, I guess this week... Again, I really need to just start writing down topics when I'm going, but a lot of the times I have uh, my creative verse when I'm walking or in the midst of doing something else, and so I don't actually consciously think or am able to pull out a phone and write down the topics. Um, I went back swimming this week, and so that will hopefully continue, and I'll get a lot of inspiration while I'm in the pool and um yeah I don't know if I ever discussed why I stopped swimming but the pool I was going to is it's a big pool it's a community center pool um and I like any form of movement for me if I'm doing it with a group it's different but if I'm solo moving uh, which is typically how I do it because it feels best for me then I like just want to be in my space. I want to be in my body. I want to be feeling the water on me. I want to be feeling the sweat if I'm weightlifting or doing other forms of cardio and movement. And I don't want to have to deal with um, the male gaze or any sort of gaze. And when I say gaze, I mean like G-A-Z-E, just for clarification because I know Things can get lost in translation, and so I just want to be able to do my thing and feed my soul and enjoy, and so last year, someone actually approached me, a man approached me, and uh, I don't typically notice when people are flirting on me or trying to get my attention. Uh, I am pretty good at shutting it down. I think I can come off pretty cold. Uh, in real life if I'm in my sort of like space in my zone and that's okay Uh, I used to get really upset that that's how I came off but I think it's actually a really okay thing and um, yeah so if I picked up on this like incessant like trying to get into my space and get into a conversation with me that I didn't want to have then it was pretty pervasive And I started in the pool, and he was in the same lane as me, and he followed me to the hot tub, um, which is a giant family hot tub. It's not anything fancy, but I just wanted to sit there and read my book. And and he was just very invasive about what I was doing and how I was doing it and how long I had been swimming. And um, I just shut it down, and then I never felt comfortable enough to go back, especially because I saw him at another place I frequent a lot. And so it was just too much, and... It made me feel unsafe, and I don't like places that should be safe and that 
are safe for me to become unsafe because then I just don't go back to them, which maybe is something I should work on. Uh, but also don't talk to people that are telling you very clearly with their body language and responses that they don't want to talk to you. This goes for everyone, right? Like just respect fucking people and let them be. And if it's not like on a dating app, then they probably don't want to talk to you. Like it's as easy as that. So, um, that's been good. And, uh, I just want to reiterate this cause it's been really helpful for me the last year. You can totally block whoever you want online <laughs> and from people clean up your online spaces, block strangers that interject or are harassing you because you said something that they don't agree with. It is 11, 11. So I'm going to just take a pause right now. Hold on. Hopefully you made a wish too. And, um, yeah, so this week there are again, a couple things that were like, yes, yes, yes. But I think ultimately I'm going to talk about control and security, uh, and the relationship with anxiety. And this is all based on uh, my experience. And especially in the last couple days, my anxiety has been off the charts um, so don't take any prescription drugs other than birth control. And, uh, the reason that is, is I definitely, I'm still working through some of my own internalized stigma when it comes to medication. So for a long time, I didn't want any sort of medication for my mental health because, um, especially when you're a teenager, the risks of it pushing you into suicide uh, is a lot higher. And I don't think my family even realized how depressed I was. So there's some factors there. I mean, as I've gotten older, there have definitely been times when I maybe should have and could have asked, but that fear was always there. Even after discussing with friends who were in similar situations and watching sort of their progress and them sharing their experience with me and what worked and what didn't work. And everybody is so different that it just takes time to figure out the right ratio. And sometimes I'm just not patient enough for that. So these are a lot of, I don't want to say issues, but... Um, areas where I, I can use sort of a shift in my, my thinking. Um, I've also seen how medication like this impacts other people in my family. And so while all our bodies are the same, I have this weird thing about genes and like, yes, like our bodies are going to react. And it's like, no, we share certain common genomes, but like, we don't look the same at all or like we approach things very differently in general. And so it is just working through some internalized stigma that I have. Um, I have no issue with medication for like anyone else. I think it's a really rad thing and it's one of the great things about living in 2019, I think, is that we have access to tools that can make um, 
our bodies function better. Not as they should, but just better and better for us, right? And you find that right combination. So last year when I was in that really bad place and I started um, looking up what I could do to cope with it and what could help. And one of the things I noticed was that um, it got really bad sort of the week before my uh, menses, my period. And so I would essentially be extraordinarily suicidal for a week, extraordinarily depressed, crazy anxious. And then I would wake up and be like, oh, I feel perfectly fine. And it wasn't until someone in my life started sort of noticing and their mentions each month about it being like, what is going on made me pay more attention. So this is where having people in your life can be really important in regards to feedback because sometimes we just don't pick up on our idiosyncrasies or quirky things or um, the things that are too close to us which makes it hard for that self-awareness part. However, um, that's all well and good, but it's still outside perspective. You always take with a grain of salt and, and pick and choose, right? So with that knowledge, I did my own research and I started um, getting really bad when I was on a less. I was on it for a very long time, but I was too kind of afraid or too annoyed or didn't want to do with the switch. And, um, eventually the reason that I originally went on birth, birth control, um, was because of intense cramping and low back pain and nausea to the point of vomiting and headaches. And basically it was like a week of me not being able to function and that wasn't good. And so um, the reason I went off less is because that was all coming back. And so I was like, there's no point in me being on this thing that also impacts my mood in such a negative way. Which was helpful. Um, so last summer, I, I looked into it. I did research. Uh, there was a couple sort of steps with the final one having been um, major surgery with your uterus being removed. Because it's a hormonal thing that is based, yeah, it's, it's wild. Anyways, um, talked to the doctor, explained my concerns, and honestly, it was, I'm not like it was an instant change, but it was, it was pretty instant. It was um, super helpful, and it's hard to say now whether... Um, my body seems to adapt and have high levels of tolerance for things. So I think that is something I need to bring up. I have to go back and like chat soon. But knowing how I metabolize things, uh, medication in particular, and how quickly my body builds up tolerance, I actually might need to do something different going forward. Because the first option was this hormonal birth control. And then the second option was basically, yes, hormonal birth control, but also 
SSRIs, uh, and you do the combo. And so, just based on the last couple days, it might be time to have that conversation um, and see what happens. Um, I'm also not comfortable with it a lot because I don't have a steady doctor. So I go to a walk-in clinic and yes, they make you connect with the same doctor for certain things if you've been there before, but it's not the same as having a GP and there is a GP shortage, I think everywhere. Um, so accessible healthcare, is really, really difficult. And mental health has a whole bunch of other stuff attached to it, right? It shouldn't, but it does. Um, so yeah. So Sunday night, I had a really nice weekend and was feeling this weird sense of calm and peace and just like, I don't want to say I was like happy, but I was content. I was like, this, this is okay. And this, and not in like a, yeah, it's okay, but like, it's okay. And there were some really like great things that happened, but like mostly just having a weekend to casually do chores and casually do my movement and make time to cuddle the cat and see a couple friends just leisurely without sort of attaching any timelines was really, really nice. What happens when that occurs though is my body gets really confused and so I didn't realize that this is uh, an indicator of sort of those like greater stresses so my whole life has been sort of chaotic and stressful and my body gets really confused when it's calm I don't know if I've ever talked about it but uh, when I've done yoga nidra before which is like ultimate relaxation yoga practice really deep breaths it like completely calms your nervous system it makes my nervous system act up like my body freaks out because it doesn't understand the pace it's at so this is when I talk about not everything is good for everyone and so blanket statements or saying like yoga nidra is going to be amazing and you're going to calm it can it can 100% um, trigger panic and anxiety attacks because our bodies are so entrenched and so aware of what's going on around them and they hold trauma because they're trying to protect us, right? The cells make these weird indents and are like, well, that was traumatic, that was traumatic. Oh shit, it's calm. There's not this low level of anxiety going on. So. I better freak out because something bad is always supposed to be happening. And I think that's part of what's been going on. I also find that, um, shocking, I do have these weird uh, control areas that I need to focus on and really work through. So I did a whole episode on this and this like locus of control and what are we so like what can you control what can I control it is actually a very small amount uh, of what as individuals 
we actually have control over, right? I can't control someone sends me a message. I can control most of the time when I read it, how I read it, how I respond, if I want to respond, um, all of that. But I can't control their intent on something. I can't control that they chose the word yellow over the word mustard, right? Like I can't control any of that. And I'm, I'm using very generic and small analogies because it just makes it easier uh, <laughs> than more complicated issues. But essentially it's like I can control my thoughts, I can control my actions, my reactions, um, and a lot of the times my decisions, but not all the time, right? I might decide that I want a Mars bar, but when I go to the store, they're all sold out. I can't control that, right? Sometimes I talk really fast and I don't realize it. So all that is just to say that when things become out of my control and there's not a plan that is associated with it, my anxiety goes a little bit crazy because it can't plan for every situation if it doesn't know what the original plan was. And when my anxiety acts up, it's really easy for that like depression cloud to pull in over top and just like hang out and hey guys, what's going on? Um, so these are sort of the areas that I think I'll likely be focusing on, not necessarily for the podcast, but it all creeps in. Um, but last year, the focus was sort of like embracing and removing shame and being okay with not being okay and being okay with the anxiety that I have about moving through all that um, and making space to just, it sounds so silly, but like be me and not say like fuck it to other people, but in a way say fuck it to other people. And I think I'm at an okay point for that. Um, the good days outweigh the bad. It's easier for me to block people. It's easier for me to walk away. Uh, letting go, still working on in the sense that because I feel really, really big emotions, high or low, all the time, um, empath, highly sensitive person, however you want to put that. It means that when there is a connection with someone um, and they go away for whatever reason, it makes it that much more difficult for me to process the grief, to go through sort of those motions uh, without becoming uh, self-harming or deprecating or any of these fun things that I've just been working on in general. So while that will continue, uh, the focus is going to shift a little to letting go of the control of the insecurities, the control of um, 
the mental health. But what that doesn't mean is that it's a give up. It's a trying to learn to pivot without excess drama and stress. And, and I use drama because I think that's a word that people really realize and resonate with and are like, oh, okay. Um, but I don't think mental health is dramatic in any way. Um, we talk very hyperbolic in 2019, I find, and I am akin to that and at fault for some of that, for sure. Uh, but that's just what society is doing. And so with this redefinition of insecurity, it becomes, um, and if you didn't listen to the like special episode, I talk about it in that, and I might do a full episode next week on just sort of how we're going to redefine but when we start looking at it as motivators or indicators and signposts it helps to establish that sort of next step or next steps or possible next steps so well, I don't have it under control and I have a lot of, I have a lot, I have a couple of trips coming up that are giving me intense anxiety. Uh, and, and here's the thing, what I'm learning is that even with things we obligate ourselves to, if you've put like down a lot of money, it can be really, really hard sometimes to say no or walk away or just opt out because it's best for your mental health. But that's what you have control in in a lot of situations. So right now, um, I am planning two different trips. Both are giving me anxiety for a couple different reasons. And the one, um, I mean, both of them, I've, I've seriously considered just saying no. And if I lose money along the way, then like I lose money, but my sanity and my safety and that like inner peace I think is going to be more beneficial in the long run and it's not to be like oh like I'm not going to miss out on some good times if I don't go but it is what what will benefit me in the long term versus benefit me in the short term and weighing those pros and cons because I can only weigh the pros and cons for me. I can't weigh them for anyone else, and no one else can weigh them for me. I might think that my mental health is a five on the scale of like, yeah, that's super important in this instance. And someone else might be like, no, it's actually a two, but their mental health is in a better state than mine is, right? So we don't really know everyone's meter, and even like my five might be someone's seven. which is funny about scaling in general. Um, but yeah, so we're just going to sort of peel back, go back, um, make these connections. If something is making us feel insecure and that's triggering um, anxiety or depression, really evaluating that situation, that person, looking for places that we can control and change and 
getting out of it ultimately if we need to. Um, there is always permission to bail if you need someone to give you that permission to bail. <laughs> uh, you have it. It is, it is, I'm giving it to you. You can always plan an out. Planning outs has been very, very successful for me. Um, I went to an event last weekend and I was anxious to go. And I probably should have left maybe an hour before I actually did. But I wasn't having a bad time. It was just like, yeah, this is enjoyable. So I'll just stay a little bit longer, which I you know, happens, but I can't control, um, what happens with the taxis I call or that other people choose to leave at the same time, right? I can't control any of that. Um, so hindsight 2020, leave a little bit earlier, but I gave myself an out. It was like, you can go, you can walk around once, feel it out, and if you decide at that point that you want to leave, like, you can leave. And that's fine. And that was the same, like, at any point. You feel like you're done? You're done. That's okay. Which is, I think, really helpful <clears throat> when it comes to community events that don't cost money. So if, like, your friend is throwing a birthday party at their house or... Even if it is at a restaurant, but you don't need to pay to go. You can just have water or a Coke or something, right? So it's fairly low cost for you to show up and be there for your friend. But that gives you a lot of anxiety because someone you might know that, like, you don't really like is going to be there. Or people you don't know are going to be there. You're the only, right now, for me, you're, like, the only single friend. Like, all of that can be factored in. And so... There's importance in showing up and being there for people, and there's importance in taking care of you. So you can schedule something after, right? If you only are going for an hour, you can get through that 60 minutes. Or if it's a all-day event, right, you can choose to pop in, pop out. We don't have to do things by the book when it comes to these control um, parts that activate those not so great feelings and those feelings that are immobilizing. It's not even that they're not so great. Um, it's that they immobilize or sometimes they hypermobilize. But creating space to find little areas of control is really helpful. And speaking up for yourself always. So if someone is pushing a boundary that is taking you sort of off the edge and it's not that it's a bad thing they suggest, it just doesn't work for where you're at, you're allowed to say that and you're allowed to want and need other things. And then it's just a work of what will actually manifest and what can we come up with so that we're all on the same page and enjoying ourselves. I feel like I've rambled at you enough for this week. You're amazing. Um, I love you. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for sharing, leaving reviews, subscribing. Um, 
I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep doing this because it resonates for me and making it ooh, get out there when I can. <laughs> I have a whole bunch of work to do today, so I'm going to take off. But I hope you all have a really marvelous whatever time of day, whatever um, is happening in your life. I hope it's I hope it's good. I hope. There's a little bit of good and a little bit of control in it. So I peace out, peace out. Want to take a breath with me? Let's take a breath together. Bye, guys.